0: Hi friends, I'm Adrian File,
1: And I'm John File,
0: And welcome to the Love the Process podcast.
1: We've been married 12 years, 11 good ones, and have four awesome kids.
0: My career has centered around process improvement and leadership development.
1: And I'm the CEO and owner of an insurance company and a real estate team.
0: We are working to become better versions of ourselves every day. And we invite you to join us as we share our journey and the lessons we have learned in life, business, and figuring out how to love the process to becoming great.
1: Let's go. <laughs> So this is week two. Thanks for being with us. You, you, you um, obviously got something out of week one so that you're, you're back in week two or you love the topic that we're going to attack this week. Um, I do want to talk a little bit about uh, what we talked about last week because it is our passion as we uh, continue to articulate this idea uh, and this concept of, of Love the Process as a philosophy that, that we encourage people to, to join us with. And, and last week we talked about what's your mission And so I'd, I'd ask that question again, what's your mission? If you haven't heard the first podcast on on what's your mission, I encourage you to listen to it. It's foundational and and it's the entire purpose and, and kind of duty behind us of us taking this journey is to try to help and encourage others to find their mission as we continue to iterate around our mission. So,
0: yeah. And we talked a little bit about what you would expect to hear on our podcast and what our plan is.
1: Yep. And so this week as uh, the title uh, alludes to is going to be the power of gratitude. Uh, first of all, you know, you, we, we want to have a mission. We want to have a, a, an understanding of, of what our purpose is and what our contribution is. Uh, from there, uh, this concept of gratitude, we believe is, is foundational and fundamental. Uh, a quote from Oprah Winfrey says this, be thankful for what you have, you'll end up having more. If you concentrate on what you don't have, you will never, ever have enough. And uh, our good friend Josh Parker, speaking of gratitude, just showed up with coffee for the crew. Woohoo! And so so what we are encouraging you and we're gonna talk about today and, and our experiences and our journey uh, is this idea and this concept of the power of gratitude and, and how you can practically apply gratitude into your daily life and, and into your world in a way that's going to both change your perspective, which is, is also gonna provide you with power, but also provide you with the life that you dream.
0: You know, you hear a lot of people talk about um, this little quick phrase, attitude of gratitude. Um, We love that perspective of just changing your perspective on the day. Um, But really we think gratitude takes action. And so we don't want to lose that piece. It's not just about the mindset. It's about really making sure that you're taking action within your gratitude. So some of the things that I do with the girls in the morning is we do gratitude on the way to school. So this is especially helpful if it's been a rough morning trying to get into the car. Uh, We can take a deep breath and just say, hey, what's something that you're grateful for? One of my favorites is Olive, our three-year-old. She always says that she is grateful for her green Mimi. And her Mimi is just her blanket, but it's so sweet that she's already getting the concept right away. It is something she is actually grateful for. She takes it everywhere, and I, I love that
1: yeah, and to, to parents that are out there or aspiring to be parents, uh, one of the things that Adrian's really alluding to, I believe, is that the kids, our kids are gonna do what they see. Uh, we can tell them things till we're we're blue in the face, but they're really gonna do what they see. And so in order for them to do the things that we talk about on this podcast and that we believe in and that we aspire to, is we've got to take action. And so one of those one of those daily action, that we take is, is gratitude list. And I believe that gratitude needs to be written. I, th- I think that you can use your, f- the phones and the technology and, and this podcast as you're listening to is, is unbelievable technology deployed on the world. Uh, i still believe, and, and I believe some psychologists would agree with me that writing something down, taking out a pen or a pencil and, and a piece of paper and writing physically down those things that you're grateful for changes you and it changes your perspective, and such that when as you have a family and if you, ha- if you have kids, they will see that you have an attitude of gratitude, as Adrian described. So, you know, I was, as we were researching for this, this podcast, I went back and, and I found uh, a gratitude list that I'd written o- over three years ago. And, and Olive had not been born, and I believe Adrian was pregnant with Olive at the time. And, and so we just had Malibu and Canyon. And so my gratitude list went like this gratitude. Adrian is my best friend, hero, lover, life partner. Number two, Malibu is growing beautifully, connects with others, has empathy. She has more empathy than than maybe I've ever had and is a strong of strong mind. Number three, Canyon is a charm after her mom, physical, fun, smiley, and tough. And, And I wrote that list, um, in May of 2015 and, And I can tell you that God has continued to work with me as I continue to write gratitude lists. I do not hit this every day. So we're going to talk about later on about a gratitude challenge uh, so that we can all be on a journey of being consistent in our approach as it comes to taking action around being grateful.
0: Well, I mean, I think a lot of that, too, though, has to do with creating habit. And if you can create a habit, then that means it's not your you don't have to remind your brain or remind yourself to do it if it's a habit. So if you can create a habit around gratitude, around seeing what you're grateful for, about noticing the small things as well as the large things and why, then it'll be easier to just continue through your life with joy.
1: So to our listeners, I, I totally agree that, that habit is the foundational. You know, Stephen Covey wrote a book called The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, probably the book that I've most read. And, and, and probably the book that's given me as much or, more impact in terms of my leadership and and self-awareness and ability to execute in space but the question that people are going to ask that that I also uh can struggle with uh you'll notice in our podcast Adrian's going to be very uh thoughtful methodical and I'll have d. D, D, D. so everybody out there with ADDDDD I'm here with you and and uh and and so I get distracted here and there and I'll tell a story here and there but the the point is I'm trying to develop a habit for me it can be difficult, but it's achievable. And and so I'd be curious for you, what and I'll talk about how I form habits, but how do you form that habit to repetitively do those things, like ask the kids, what are they grateful for today? That's a great habit.
0: Okay, you know, I, sometimes I feel like I want to try to take out the world. And so I'm like, oh, I get all excited. Okay, I just had a baby, so that means I need to you know be better at drinking my water every morning, and I need to be better at this and be better at that. But I feel like the thing, the times that I've created a habit that is still a habit and has actually stuck, is when I focus on just one thing. Um, so now I actually do get up and have a lemon water every morning because that was just my main focus for a period of time. So that that's all I did. Um, so I feel like that's one thing: is not try to take on the whole world; is just focus on focus on one specific item that you're trying to improve. Um,
1: That's good. So, so you would suggest that in creating a habit and creating habits to do them one at a time, uh, a book I read by Benjamin Franklin, his autobiography suggested the exact same thing. He, he had 14, uh, habits and and virtues, he called them that he wanted to develop. And he would say, for example, just work on humility. It was, I'm just going to look and work on humility for this season. And as I check off humility over a seven day period I believe his metric was he wanted to hit all seven, which and if he didn't hit seven, he'd start over, kind of like my streak on my Bible app where it starts you back to zero when you miss a day, is, is he would execute and, and he would literally just check off. Man, I, I feel like I, I, I won in humility today. So in gratitude, is that what you're saying? That if, if, if our focus is we believe in, in, in the power of gratitude and we believe what that can do to provide us with possibilities and a better life, for ourselves and those around us, and especially for us to be of service to our, to things that matter most, that they should just focus or we should just focus on one habit at a time.
0: Well, it's just so easy to get down on yourself. If you have a laundry list of items that you want to try to improve and then one of them falls off, it feels like you just fell off altogether and it's easy to just quit everything. So I feel like it's just simpler for me to focus on just one item. I mean, the yep. gratitude came, right? That gratitude in the morning with the girls on the way to school came out of not great days, right? It's not like it came from, oh, life is going well. Let's add gratitude into our list. No, it came from me <laughs> screaming at the kids because we're not making it to school on time. We're going to miss the bus again. Well, let's try to change that perspective, take a deep breath and create something different, create no, that- different motion of the day.
1: That is so good and, and, and I think that maybe to your point that the way to look at what habit to work on as much as uh, it would be great to be consistently pulled by the vision, as much as it would be great to consistently wake up and everything's wonderful and you just go pour into the world, and man I'm glad my alarm went off today and I can't wait to get to the gym, can't wait to sit in that meeting, as much as that would be great, right, oftentimes we're we're pushed by pain. And, and if when the pain is great in an area of my life, what I find is that is the area that I most aptly should work on. And so I, I love that, that concept, and, and that's somewhat outside the construct of this power of gratitude and the gratitude challenges we'll talk about in a little bit. But, but be aware of pain points uh, because through pain comes the greatest change in my experience. Uh, everything that's great in, in our world and that I see on the back end of uh, uh, possibilities has come through pain. And uh, persists through pain. I think we live in a, in a society and, and in a space, especially in the United States of America, where we've gotten soft. We, we, we see pain and we want to run. We see pain and we want to hide. What Adrienne's saying here that's so powerfully cool is she's saying, I, I'm going to lean into the pain. I see the pain. I see the frustration. I, I don't want to be this way. I don't want to show up this way. And I am going to find a habit to work on that will provide me with relief from the pain and a possibility into the future that will lead us forward. And, and that's awesome. And so um, for me, when I'm developing a habit, I often need to try to, to metric it with, with some sort of system. Um, I, I'll typically put it in my iPhone notes section. And, I'll, and it'll be a yes or a no. I did it or I didn't do it. And at the beginning of the day, one of the main things that, that I talk about a lot uh, in, in leadership development is, is this ordering of your day. Jim Rohn once said, either you run the day or the day runs you. And so I might even step back and say, when you wake up in the morning, is the day running you or are you running the day? And, and if, if, you, if I start to just wake up And have an understanding that that I'm the author of the day and and maybe the first thing that I could put on my things to do would be well I'd say pray if you believe in God prayer first but it's closely followed by this gratitude list this ability to to pause and reflect and this does not take very long when I when I brush my teeth I ask God for grace for the day and that I could be of service and be of use and that I could show up in space well. I do that every time I brush my teeth. And to Adrian's point, nobody knows about that. Nobody sees me brush my teeth and do that prayer. It never hits an Instagram feed, it never hits a podcast, it never hits it never hits anywhere. But it changes my perspective, which provides possibilities. That are different than when I don't do that, and 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 I'm not very scientific in it. And Adrian has researched gratitude, and it's it's clear and unmistakable the power of it. But I'm much more, you know, anecdotal. If if I do this and I get this, and if I don't do this and I get this, which result is better? And, and, and so I'm gonna you know continue to be the the storyteller and 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 the one that can give you um, ways of seeing things that if you just trust and believe in it. I can tell you through my experience that your your world and through dozens of guys taking them through leadership curriculum that their worlds vastly vastly improve
0: well and our, our friend jeremy was just telling us about sean acor and he does this 21 day challenge for gratitude so his challenge is that you find three things that you're thankful for and then you identify why why are you thankful for that and that at the end of the challenge People were actually rated from, they, before the challenge, they were rated as a pessimist. And then at the end of the challenge, just 21 days, they were being rated as an optimist. And so I think gratitude is a great habit, a great first habit to start with.
1: Totally agree. And, 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 and we have to take a stock and inventory in the idea of the power of choice. Gratitude is a choice. I mean, they're going to show up in a way that I believe the world happens to me. And I'm a victim and, and 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 I don't have control or I'm going to show up in a way in which I say, man, I have control and I'm going to choose today to be grateful. John F. Kennedy said it this way. As we express our gratitude, we must never forget that the highest appreciation is not to utter words, but to live by them. And that's what Adrian's action. that's what Adrian's talking about, that taking action and and that, that idea that I've gratitude is a choice and action is is a choice like to to choose something is an action right it will be manifested by what i do right if if three frogs were sitting on a log and two decided to jump off how many are left right the old the old kind of riddle goes people like one no three until two frogs jump off the log nothing has happened so the decision has to be quickly followed by action. And realistically, the action is actually the choice. When I change my behavior, that's when I have, have taken control of my life and taken control of the possibilities. And so you, you know, you have to ask yourself, am I a person who the world happens to me, life's not fair, poor me, poor us, woe's me. He's in office, he's not in office, this this person's doing this, this person's doing that, or am I a person who says, Man, I am responsible. And if you take that extreme ownership, uh, a great book called Extreme Ownership uh, by a former Navy SEAL uh, is written. And, and if you take that extreme ownership around the idea of gratitude as a choice, just the first day, just do it today. And a habit only, you can't, you can't do 22 days at once. I have to find a way that, to realize. And then here's the other thing. Every day is today. We never wake up on a tomorrow, right? I've never, maybe somebody on this podcast, call me, text me, send me a note. If you woke up on a tomorrow, I wanna talk to you. I wanna know how that was. Every day that I woke up was today. And so if I just make the affirmation, which we, we do those with our kids as well, right? I'm brave, right? Uh, I'm strong, I'm courageous, et cetera. But if we do the affirmation of today, I'm gonna be grateful. That will propel us into the possibility that when I wake up tomorrow, which, by the way, will be today, that I can say today I'm grateful.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think thinking back on some of parts of our marriage, I think that we tend to have a great we have a grateful perspective. Our first year of marriage was pretty rough. There were some there were a lot of moments where
1: that's an understatement
0: <laughs> where I had a hard time. Um, one one day he called me and I was at work. And I hadn't seen him for a couple of days and he was in Vegas. So that was awesome.
1: Can I tell the story? <laughs> Do we have time?
0: Yeah, so you can tell the story. Everybody's nodding in the room. <laughs> tell the story.
1: You know, I was in my third year of law school and, uh, and, and on a Wednesday, uh, I went to play kickball and uh, I ended up, it's true, kickball, underdog kickball in Seattle. It was awesome. Um, and you know what? And I... I ended up getting resentful, which now I know I shouldn't do. And, uh, and a gal that wouldn't bunt, it frustrated me. I'm like, you can bunt, just bunt, bunt. The goal is to get on base, and then the goal is to score runs and to win the game, and she wouldn't do that. <laughs> and so I started pounding beers in the, lot, in the dugout. And, uh, and from there, we ended up at the Just Left Tavern, and by the way, for those that are listening, I, I did have to shut down the drinking. And that's another story, but we'll tell that later on. But. <laughs> So I ended up going to the Just Left Tavern and and having a few more and and then uh, I got really inspired that the Memphis Tigers were going to cover the spread in the March Madness game on a Thursday, and I talked to the best man of my wedding, Brian Spencer. He goes, if you're buying, I'm flying. I said, let's go, and so we ended up in Vegas and uh, and Adrian called about one o'clock the next day. She wondered if I stayed the night at Jerry's house and if I was still there because that's where I was supposed to be, and I said, no, I. Uh, I took a flight with Spencer. She goes, where are you guys at? I said, we're in Vegas. She goes, Vegas? She goes, don't we have the open house for the law firm thing on Friday evening? I'm like, yeah. She goes, well, when are you going to be home? And I said, Friday morning. She goes, how are you going to get in the door? This is my recollection. She goes, I go, my key? She goes, good luck. The locks are going to be changed. Click. (laughs) And, uh, And so that is my side of the Vegas story. And then actually, let's keep going. I end up missing my flight back. Uh, because I overslept. Now Memphis did cover, and they did save our marriage. And I came home with a bunch of money, and I handed it all to Adrian. But, <laughs> but it did propel us into our first marriage session, a uh, counseling session as well, which was was awesome. And um, it was like that scene out of Old School, that happy zone. That's not really the happy zone. And I'm like, what a waste of 185 dollars. We should just give it to the poor, and and you know, and, and get on with our lives. But anyway, that you know. So our first year of marriage was not just, she she frames it, like okay. I said last week, in a way that's positive, but it was really difficult. Well, I missed my the point, flight home. My
0: point was okay. That. Sorry. <laughs> during that period of time, I don't think I recognized it at the time, but during that period of time, I worked hard to surround myself with people that were being positive with me, that were encouraging me in a rough patch of my marriage. Not people that were, you know, talking badly about my husband, even though he was... You know struggling at the time people that were really encouraging me people that were giving me different perspectives and gratitude now i look at it as they were helping me see the great things that were happening in my life and my point is is that there's always going to be the thick is going to come where you're going to be in the thick of it at some point if you can create this habit now of having a positive perspective then when the crap comes you're going to be easier to it'll be easier to handle
1: Right. And, and Adrian's speaking to a, another idea that we'll, we'll talk about it another, at another time, which is who you surround yourself. Everybody's saying this and you know why everybody's saying it? Cause it's the truth, right? It, it, this cliche, show me your friends. I'll show you your future. You know why that's so getting so much airtime? Cause it's the absolute truth that, you know, and I have a saying that I'll never take advice from a quitter. Uh, you know, it, it's, well, it's, it'll be a chapter in our book. Don't take advice from a quitter. Uh, Quitters never win. Winners never quit. But having people who will have the courage to be grateful and to encourage gratitude in times that are hard is such a great point. And I'm grateful sitting here today, you know, 11 years and change later, 12 years and change later from that flight to Vegas. And um, we did find my car in the parking garage eventually, by the way, and it was on the eighth floor. Um, And so we told people that I couldn't find my car, so I wasn't gonna make it to the open house, which was true. Um, The reality is there'll probably be some people listening to this podcast who just now find out that, shoot, um, I actually had taken a trip to Vegas and it was lost in a parking garage, downtown Seattle. So I love all of you, and I hope that you don't feel like I overtly uh, intended to (laughs) deceive you. Although, sometimes when you're struggling, and, and there's people on this podcast who are like, it's easy for you to say, be grateful. You have four beautiful kids. You have, you have great careers. You have great friends. You have people who believe in you. You got a great house. You've got, you, you, you know, you're decent at golf. I'm actually better than decent. So anybody who wants to play golf, let me know. <laughs> Come on down. Inglewood golf club. Although Tyler's over here. She, he sat down there the first time and hit 52 putts in a row. And my record's 21 seven footers in my garage. And, and like I said, I have 80 DDD so I digress. The point is that we need to be grateful. Thomas Jefferson said it this way, nothing can stop the man with the right mental attitude from achieving his goal. And then nothing on earth can help the man with the wrong mental attitude. And the challenge is this, is we spend all our time in areas that, that don't affect the trajectory of our lives. And if we can, it's, it's literally like water boils at 212 degrees last I checked. If you're at 210, man, you're hot. It's warm. It feels good, but it's not boiling. Gratitude is a boiling element. If you lack gratitude, you'll lack joy. You'll lack possibilities. The ball won't bounce your way as often. Like Things, things that, that you will feel are ancillary to gratitude will not work out, just like when water doesn't boil at 210 degrees and you sure as heck think it's hot and it should. And it'll be the difference between life, and death, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I mean, it even affects your health. So Paul Mills did this study. He's a family medicine and public health at the University of California, San Diego School of Medicine.
1: That was a good segue, wasn't it?
0: <laughs> um, so he did a study around just how does it affect, how does gratitude affect your ment- your physical health, not just your mental health. Um, so among other things, he found that participants who kept a journal, so a gratitude journal, uh, writing about two to three things every day, um that they were grateful for. So everything from, you know, big things like appreciating your family or appreciating your home to even small things, having a delicious cup of co- delicious cup of coffee like I have right here. Um, writing those two to three things down every single day had actually reduced the levels of inflammation and improved their heart rhythm compared to the people who did not write in their journal. The journal keepers also showed a decreased risk of heart disease after only two months of that new practice.
1: Wow, and so what? Were, what were they doing in that practice again?
0: They were documenting, so writing down, like ta- okay, and yep. then taking action, like actually thinking, looking for the ways that they are grateful, and then writing it down.
1: That's amazing. And, it's crazy. And, yeah, and, and so it's it's further evidence. And I just challenged. So so let's kind of throw out the challenge, and and Adrian and I are going to commit to this. Yes. Yes. Okay. So the challenge is. To, to 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 go twenty two days, right? It takes twenty one days to adopt an idea. Twenty two days is it twenty. We like to go the extra mile, so just go a little farther than twenty one. Twenty. So you're starting
0: the fourth week.
1: And Adrian's <laughs> philosophy is you're into week four, and you're and that's into week
0: four. You're starting the fourth week, the first day of the fourth week with your new habit. And that's a that's great perspective.
1: Idea. And that's a great idea. And so the challenge. Do you want to explain the challenge? I think I heard it somewhere. Do you want to explain <laughs> the? So the challenge will be twenty two days. And 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 we will, if you will do this with us, if you'll embark on this journey at the twenty-second day and and submit some way, shape, or form electronically, probably, handwritten picture, of your doing this, we will for sure send you a love the process T-shirt, and we'll enter you in for something else cool. I'm just gonna throw that out there. <laughs> I don't know how many T-shirts we're gonna need, Jeremy, but we'll we'll figure it out on the back end. <laughs> Twenty-two days. and and, and you know why do you know you know why I'm so passionate about this because I want to see the world improve that's why we're doing this podcast I want to see the world for my kids be better so so I'm selfishly asking you for my on behalf of my kids in the world that they grow up in to take this challenge with us
0: okay so 22 days so we're writing down what what we're grateful for how many three three and why or just what we're grateful for
1: And a why, and and some sort of, it, yeah, some sort of a why. They don't need to be novels. It doesn't need to be a paragraph, simple to somewhat like what I said. um, Does it
0: have to be something different every day?
1: It does, it does. It's got to, so what my, yeah, that's a great point. And and I think what happens in 22 days, you're you're gonna get close to wanting to repeat, you you know, your spouse, and you're gonna wanna get close to repeating uh, your kids if you have them. You're gonna wanna get close to repeating you know, that special loved one in your life and, and you're gonna to wanna to do those things. But let's be unique in our approach. Let's let's find, let's see if we can find. So now we're talking about sixty-six things. Twenty two times three is sixty-six. Sixty-six unique things. And I think yeah. Let's I mean, earn think, the shirt, you know?
0: Yeah. I mean I think too if you if you're looking for different things, then it's it helps you to be able to try to look for them throughout the day. You're not just sort of checking it off your list first thing in the morning and being done. I'm grateful for my husband. I'm grateful for my kids. I'm grateful for my hot shower. Done. If you say that every day, it doesn't really help you kind of look for and examine really what are some of the little things that I'm grateful for that I get. Especially if you're having, yeah, if you're having some rough times as well, it really encourages you throughout those hard, difficult days to at least look around and try to find three things every day.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And what I would really encourage to you is find somebody to do it with you, right? Accountability around any habit-changing activity um, absolutely provides a lift to the possibility. You You can can,
0: hashtag love the process.
1: You can hashtag love the process. You can hashtag love LTP gratitude challenge. I just made that up, but sounds good. LTP gratitude challenge. And, And create, maybe we can create, I'll hashtag LTP gratitude challenge, a community around this concept of every day committing to writing down three things we're grateful for and why and being unique in our approach because adrian's absolutely right as i can create the 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 pathways in my brain to to be creative as to what is there's so much going on that's great in the world and we're inundated right now with with what sells and you know what sells things that bleed if it bleeds it leads and that's the news environment we're in adrian and i killed the television about 10 years ago, and it's probably one of the greatest things that we did, and we did it again through push through pain, right? Not not through, through vision of like, man, that news is just gonna be bad. It was like, no, I'm tired of sitting on my couch and getting depressed and, and reading and hearing about things that I have no control over, it felt like, and, and really, in reality, I do have control over them, but I'm spending the time on my couch to be depressed and to, to fire off emails and to get into arguments on, on Facebook with people over ideas and, and opportunities that I, have, I can't affect in that space. And so what I can, but I, what I can do is, is I can affect this idea of being grateful and I can affect the idea of choosing our own adventure, right? And, and that, we'll talk about that at, at, a, at, a, at another point, this idea of, man, the world is our oyster. What are we going to choose to do? Are we going to choose to be grateful? or Are we going to choose to be a victim? And, and I know it's not totally binary. And I know there's people who will listen and go, "You, you don't understand my struggle." And and I get it. I, I mean, I'm sure you know you've probably had your spouse call you from Vegas, you know, when you didn't expect him to be there, or you've probably, you know, showed up, you know, at the jail to bail him out, you know, and he <laughs> you got know, in I a think... bar fight or you know. <laughs>
0: I think um, I've learned about gratitude, too, is that it's not about how you're feeling. Because I think your emotions change so quickly. I can be frustrated at my kids, but I can still find something to be grateful for. And as I start to notice and look for those things to be grateful for, then my emotions follow after that. And I think so so often we lead with our emotions instead of trying to lead with our habits and lead with our the things that we know are good for us.
1: And, and Adrian is really talking to what I would call the critical point, right? C.S. Lewis said, paraphrasing, that courage really is not a virtue in and of itself, but it's a it's a product of all virtues when all things become real. And and we, the Navy SEALs talk about, right, we don't raise to the level of the challenge, but we lower to our level of training and preparation. And, and if I knew when the earthquake was coming, shoot, I'd buy earthquake insurance the day before, right? If I knew when I was gonna get in a car accident, shoot, I would wear my seatbelt that day. I don't like putting my seatbelt on, I I don't. Um, I don't like wearing a helmet either. If 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 I knew I wasn't gonna crash, I wouldn't wear a helmet. We don't know when the development of this habit will show up in a way that will provide us with a totally different opportunity for an outcome because to Adrian's point, emotion will leave us broken. You want to know the worst advice that I believe anybody can tell you, do what you feel. That's the worst advice anybody will give you. And you're going, no, that doesn't make sense. What I feel matters. And I, and I get it. We, we all grew up in this world of feelings and, and how do you feel? And everybody's a winner and, and gets yourself a participation trophy. And matter of fact, the psychology shows that even those who get participation trophies that didn't win feel bad about getting that thing because we are built to be the best we can be, so absolutely develop the habits and the preparation, which is, is is what's going to sustain us through the certain low spots, through that call, and I'm in Vegas, through the God forbid calls that come in. Uh, I remember when my my mom uh, was in the hospital and she was intubated, and uh, and she wasn't, you know, she wasn't able to talk, and and I remember going to that hospital that morning with Malibu who was two or three at the time. And I remember it was at Swedish hospital and I remember crying, Uh, but my mom still remembers me in her ear saying how much I loved her and that she can get through this. And if I wasn't in a state of being where I could show up that way, she would not have that recollection of that memory. I don't know if it would have changed the outcome or not. I'm not God but I can tell you that I'm grateful that I was able to show up in that way. And then it went from there to uh, meeting a guy whose son was dying of cancer and, and Andrew was 33 years old. He'd played basketball at the university of Washington. His dad was in the waiting room with me and, and he finds out from the doctor that Andrew has seven days to live. And he played on the University of Washington basketball team and and, and, and he had been the, the youngest U.S. bank manager, according to Glenn, in the history of U.S. bank. And he was a great leader. And he comes into to the waiting room and tells me this. And he collapses of grief. And, and And in that moment, I can tell you a couple things. One is the power of perspective, right? My mom has has lived a, a, a decent life and, and she has um, seen a lot of great things come to pass. And, and this is a 33-year-old who is just starting off in his life. And, and now I can show up in a sense of gratitude to some degree and and be able to be present with this guy in this pain. And then our three-year-old daughter who's been watching us, and we're not perfect at this. So don't hear me say, man, we're, we're just perfect at this because we're not. But we have developed habits that allow us to show up well in space. I do believe that, especially Adrian. Um, but Malibu is the life of the party as his friends come into the waiting room and, and they don't want us to leave. And, and still to this day, his, his uh, best friend Brian and I keep up and, and are good friends. And, and, it, and it really comes down to, at the beginning of the story, I really believe, is, is this grace to choose gratitude. I believe it's grace to choose gratitude. I want to be clear on that. So I, there's so many times and people who maybe listen or, or hear of this idea of the power of gratitude, and it sounds great and it's optimism and it's a strategy and it's great, and maybe it'll work and maybe it won't, but you're depressed. And, or you're stuck. And to the folks that are stuck and depressed and that can't take this challenge or don't want to take this challenge on, my encouragement would be this: persist. 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 I love you and we love you and persist. And so do not beat you yourself up it. if you only do this for one day. Do yeah. not beat yourself up yeah. if you can't take this challenge.
0: Yeah. And if you don't believe it, prove us wrong.
1: Oh, yeah. If you're if you if you're a gratitude hater, <laughs> I, I really want to hear from you. Uh, we really want to hear, man, I did this for 22 days. It's bull crap. I'd love to hear it. It'd be a first. Honestly, I've taken dozens of guys through the through, through, through gratitude and through uh, other exercises of habit development um, that we will go over through this podcast or, over the course of the weeks and months and, and years. But at the end of the day, this idea of gratitude has fundamentally like gravity. Like if I take this pen and I drop it, it's probably not going to go up. It might. Today might be the day. It might. You might be the one who causes the pen to go up be the guy that causes the pen to go up, be the guy that defies this concept. I would love to hear about. I did it for 22 days, I found 66 unique things and it, it, it's just been bull crap and a total waste of my time.
0: So good. So, can you repeat our challenge? Okay, 22 days, starting 20, today.
1: 22 days, with a pen or paper, we're not doing it electronically, so it's gotta be written form. And you're going to write, and I'm going to write, Adrian's going to write, three things each day that we're grateful for and why. And and this is, there's 1,440 minutes a day. We'll talk about the power of, of, of leverage in time and space at, in a future podcast, but this will take one minute, maybe two, of your 1,440 minutes a day. This will take two minutes, and it will likely be the biggest lift that you're going to get of any other activity that you're going to do it's going to draw cuz it's going to drive you into the rest of it like now the gym i got to hit the gym absolutely you're going to do it with more purpose and more consistency with a grateful heart i promise so so let's let's take the 2 minutes a day take the challenge get the t-shirt and celebrate uh, the idea and creating the habit and working toward creating the habit of, of gratitude. You know, it is cliche attitude of gratitude and people get up and they tell you how grateful they are when they do something great. And, and you go, man, of course you're grateful. You just won the Super Bowl. Of course you're grateful. Of course you're grateful. And the reality is that's just who greatness people are. Great people are grateful. That's my, one of my newest cliches. Great people are grateful. And, and so let's, 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 let's just try it. Shoot. If in 22 days, we might be back on here going, yeah, that was a waste of time. <laughs> We're open to, you know, we don't have all the answers, but we, we want to embark on a journey to give us all the best shot at, at, at being able to add value to the things that matter to us most. And that's gonna be different for everybody. So if you haven't said, what's my mission, do that. Say, what's my mission? And then take the gratitude challenge. Yeah, this, are-
0: will, yeah this will be a challenge for me.
1: It's going to be a challenge for me. That'll be good. To hit every day.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I've got 31 days. I don't write them down. I got 31 days on the Bible app, but that's that's actually maybe a record (laughs) in a row. I mean, it is I'm telling you streaks, man. Get on there. <laughs> you don't have the Bible app? If you believe in God or you're Christian, get the Bible app and let's challenge. Let's get a streaks challenge going. <laughs> but so, what else we got?
0: Uh, okay, let's pop into. So every podcast, we're going to do our top four. So we have a quote of the week, a kids' quote of the week, something we are loving, and something we are learning. So quote of the week.
1: Okay, I want to repeat uh, what I said in the outset, which is is a quote by Oprah Winfrey. Be thankful for what you have, you'll end up having more. If you concentrate on what you don't have, you will never, ever have enough. I'm going to say that one more time. Be thankful for what you have, you'll end up having more. If you concentrate on what you don't have, you will never, ever have enough. And the way in which, and you know what, and I'm going to read to you today, because, because the way that she frames it is the same way that Thomas Jefferson frames it, okay, she just clearly lays out the principle. She doesn't say don't do. She doesn't resist because the resistance is a persistence, right? If I, if I try to fight my, my shortcomings, my weaknesses, I get more of it. But she's just laying out a principle. Thomas Jefferson said it this way. Nothing can stop the man or woman. He didn't say that, but I'm going to add that. With the right mental attitude from achieving their goal. Nothing on earth can help the person with the wrong mental attitude again it's the basis of a principle which the wisdom is is foundationally grounded in in the principles that's the quote
0: love it okay kids quote of the week okay i have one.
1: Oh, you do okay i, do. I had one too but go ahead oh you go no you go
0: is yours related to gratitude
1: yours is no it's not mine's not either
0: <laughs> well i guess mine kind of is okay i'll go um, okay, this morning, Malibu told me that last night she talked to God and she asked for a fifth baby. We're done at four, by the way.
1: Why We're did why, why'd she ask? Because she
0: wants to spend more time with Brooklyn. Brooklyn is our friend. And every time we have a baby, she takes the girls and she spends the day with them. And they go do fun stuff like get their nails done, go to a movie, come see the baby at the hospital. And she loves it. So I had to tell her last night, or I had to tell her this morning after she said it, that you know you can hang out with Brooklyn without us having to have another baby.
1: That's awesome. <laughs> and, and that's something to be grateful for. Uh, I'm just grateful for the people we have in our life.
0: For sure. Yeah. Uh, okay, something you are loving.
1: I'm loving the Seattle Seahawks run. Okay, I know there's people who are going to listen to this podcast who are (laughs) hawk haters and that that, that really wonder why calls go our way more often than not in CenturyLink field, et cetera, et cetera. Because grateful
0: people are great.
1: Grateful people are great. And and if you have people are going to go, every team has this. Every team has one of these. (laughs) If you have a philosophy in the fight, which we do, if people don't know, it's always compete. It's always compete. Russell Wilson has a philosophy that also our head coach, uh, Tom Boehner at the Buffalo Cougars, be one and oh. Be one and O. B1 and, o. And, and if you believe in the philosophy, always compete, which the Seahawks, really what they do is they work to get people in who love playing football and who love the philosophy, who believe always compete. Because our philosophy is what?
0: Love the process. Love the
1: process. And so, so what I loved about last night's game and, and I was there with my cousin, uh, Brennan who, uh, and his wife who Brennan and I are still undefeated at century link. I knocked on wood. I hope it, I hope you could hear that. Cause I'm, I don't want to jinx it. Cause it's, it's been a fun <laughs> run. Uh, when he comes up from Yelm, uh, great things happen, but we, we love the process, right? We love the process and in the process is where it all is created, not the results. Give me a per, one person that loves the process and 10 people that loves the results and give me 10 years and I'm going to bet on the process person over all 10 of them combined. So there you go. Because the Seahawks are always competing. <laughs> We're trying to vie for a playoff spot. Long live the Seahawks. Go Hawks. What's the next one?
0: Okay, something I'm loving um, is the library app, Overdrive. I'm listening to books on tape. So I went back to work. I was on maternity leave and now I just went back to work. And so I'm back to listening, you know, having a commute. And so I am listening to books on the way and I love to be able to borrow them from the library right onto my phone. It's so good and it's free and it's awesome.
1: And and, and my encouragement, would be, man, what are you loving? Ask my ask yourself, cause this will propel gratitude. What am I loving? Current now, present time. You know it's fun watching uh, Malcolm, he's three, and watching the video of him just blasting wiffle balls off of Tyler. And uh, you know what are you loving? What is in, in everybody's world is relevant to to your garden, right? You're gonna tend to your garden, and and and, and I don't believe the grass is greener uh, on the other side of the street. I think it's greenest where you water it, right? All these cliches that are all true, and if you just just take the journey and and buy in man great things will happen for this place in this world and the same thing for me is is i've got to take action on it but what are you grateful for and what are you loving what are you loving is a great is a great is a great idea to just ask myself and and uh because that's where the process starts it starts with love and uh absent love um just executing mindfully mindlessly rather on on a process uh you will get tired and you will you will wear out And those who have love and those who have great belief will continue to persist and, and, and great things will continue to come to pass. So that's our encouragement. My encouragement is ask, what are you loving?
0: Okay. So John, what are you learning?
1: Well, I'm learning, uh, I'm going back through a a book called seven habits of highly effective people. We talked about it a little bit last week. Um, I'm learning that, uh, that this idea of begin with the end in mind and sharpen the saw, which, uh, you know, sharpen the saw is really just this idea of daily, consistent, persistent progression of learning. Um, like you said, don't try to eat an elephant. Here's one of my favorite quotes. How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time, right? Just one bite at a time. And, uh, and so just trying to continue to persist to take, take one bite at a time. Um, and I'm back through that book, Stephen Covey wrote it. One of the greatest books, I think, ever. I'm also learning that, um, I'm liking this guy, uh, David Goggins. I hadn't seen anything much of him. Jeremy told me to to take a look at him and, and, uh, and Tyler. And I, and I love, I love what David Goggins is is putting out there. Uh, this idea of, of, you know, you have a decision and and a choice every day of, of how am I going to go forward? And one of the things that I'm learning is to look more at the discipline and self-discipline and, 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 you know, have the discipline to, to do the hard thing, have the discipline to do the thing that I don't want to do uh, because it's the right thing to do and not because it feels good because most of the time the right thing to do, especially on the front end won't feel good at all because I'm not used to doing it. And then once I can continue to build that habit and that muscle, then, then in space I, I can execute on those things. So learning that.
0: Good. like it. What are you learning? Okay. I'm learning. I went back to work. So I'm just learning what it looks like to have four kids and be working full time.
1: Well, and to that point. It's hard. Yeah. But it's good. I was a work from home dad yesterday. <laughs> and I thought, well, I used to say I'm babysitting the kids. And and uh, I found out that you can't babysit your own kids. Adrian, <laughs> Adrian informed me of that pretty early on. So I was, I was a work from home dad yesterday. And... Uh, <clears throat> And I, I'm learning that I have a lot to learn about uh, baby care, and um, Tiger is—he uh, sure Adrian seems to figure it out quick. Brooklyn would rock him, and he would just quiet right up. And for whatever reason, I'm I'm struggling to learn how to how to you know calm Tiger down when he's frustrated because my mo for the last four plus months has been to hand. Hand, hand tiger to Adrian and I know a lot of people are out there going oh what kind of dad are you and you know you know and I changed the first diaper this this yesterday as well you know and my uncle and aunt who raised me, my uncle <laughs> never just for the record my uncle never changed one of my diapers and I have absolutely no resentment towards him um, <laughs> for that now my aunt might be another story um, maybe we'll get her on here and she'll go, man he never changed the diaper but um, I'm learning to change diapers again. <laughs> change one
0: good job okay well thank you so much for listening in next week we are going to be talking about
1: power of well basically the power of habit
0: the power of habit
1: power of routine power of habit's a great book power of routine uh, we're going to talk about the daily executions uh, of, of of routine and, and, and ideally it'll be applicable and it will provide everybody with uh, an ability to execute one day at a time better
0: thanks so much for listening to the love the process podcast you can find us on itunes instagram and youtube please subscribe share comment and follow along on our journey of loving the process
1: let's go